Hello, Dean. Welcome back into the chat room. Here we are, lockdown number three. I think everyone's staggering towards the finish line of what is hopefully the final stretch of the race. Who knows? It's more boring than running a marathon. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, it, it, it could be worse. <laughs> I'm not sure how, but it could be, it could be no. worse. I think it's been particularly challenging this new year, and it January, February, March, mm, worse than, worse than what it was in the summer. I think. From a, from I think a, that's the thing, winter. isn't it? The, the fact that it is in the winter this time, and you know, it, you you don't really want to be going out for a for a walk anywhere, and you've done a load of stuff indoors from the first two lockdowns. You've got nothing really. At least the last lockdown, there was a bit, you know, oh, maybe Christmas to look forward to. I suppose you could get a little bit excited about that until. Until that was dropped. Yeah, in big time. And uh, when the announcement was made, was it a couple of a few weeks back about the the timetable for reopening? Um, some people were excited by it, but I just thought, God, it's still a long way around. And it's June, June for like that's still quite a lot of months. Yeah, June before we meant to, yeah, completely be out of it. It's uh, such a long time. Mm. So, and that's and it's all depending on this R rate still as well. It's not like it's set in stone. Like we're definitely going to be out in June. I mean, you know, if the cases start to go up again we could be in it longer i think this extended lockdown has also got a, it's affected a lot of athletes i think i mean the, keeping the morale going it, it's been pretty hard and um, they are literally staggering staggering through it I mean, <laughs> when you've got nothing to train for it's really difficult isn't it yeah oh yeah it's extremely difficult um especially for i think like you know some of the throwers that you know like the javelin throwers the hammer throwers the discus throwers you know, they haven't really had anything to aim for. I mean, they didn't get much of a track season last year. They obviously, well, there was no real indoor season this year either, was there? I mean, everyone's kind of suffered this no. time. No races going on. I mean, even the virtual racing thing, which we said was, you know, kind of a big plus from the original lockdown, there doesn't seem to be as much of that going around this time around either. I'm not hearing much of it. Yeah, I'm no. not hearing much of it. I think we've all... <laughs> <laughs> stuff that <laughs> uh, so it's a bit like what we were saying before we started recording the old zoom meetings the novelty on zoom has now worn off <laughs> yeah that's right i mean i think that's right i, I, I just think and also the weather plays a factor that, isn't it oh should i go off, go out of my virtual half marathon uh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's worn away i mean at least i think you've got to cross your fingers for the track season don't you, for the summer season um maybe it's not going to happen in may but in theory we should see june get going i think probably yeah no i, I think we'll have uh, yeah it might it may start late like you say but i think we we definitely will have some form of uh, some form of season on the track well some people will dave i mean i, I probably won't uh, no, I won't, by that. the sound of things there'll be no athletes in it <laughs> Oh yeah. No, well, I was in a I was in a meeting last week about BMC and all planning to get a full summer really BMC trying to I think. Um, oh really? Yeah, Grand Prix at Sutcliffe Park again in August, which should be good. And ho hopefully by August, the restrictions will have dissipated and it'll be more or less back to normal. And the regional races, well, I'm not sure about the May one, but the others should. 
So you've got to cross your fingers, haven't you? Because we, we've got yeah, to um... yeah. I think a lot of people have started planning for it already. Uh, I saw the other day that uh, Watford have announced that their open graded meetings are going to go ahead this year as well. So it oh, seems like everyone's kind opposite. of getting ready. Oh, really? What do you hear that? Uh, I'm sure, I saw it on Twitter or Facebook or somewhere like that. I'm sure, they said it was going ahead. Well, good. I know that I thought the BMC because the BMC meets are which which go on in the open meetings are looking a bit doubtful, but maybe they've changed the mind and got on with it. Um, I believe there's no toilets. <laughs> oh, really? I think the toilet block <laughs> toilet block has collapsed, and uh, therefore everyone's been instructed to go before they leave home and uh, <laughs> <laughs> tie a knot in it. Oh dear. Yeah, but that's all right. But like. When I used to race on the track more regularly, and I used to like go to Watford, like you know, at least I don't know every other week, maybe I'd be racing at Watford, and you know, you'd go all the way down there, and you'd have to wait hours for your race almost. No, no, really, hours, <laughs> it would just no. drag, drag on because there were so many other races, and oh, it was just it was just a long night in the end. I mean, at yeah. times I weren't getting back home till gone midnight. No, that's because you were you went to the McDonald's on the way home and took took it and didn't get out of there. For the next <laughs> well, <laughs> it's funny you should say that, but yeah, there there was normally a trip to McDonald's on the on the way back, and I think one time we got stuck in traffic um, so late that we actually had McDonald's just as we got out of Watford, <laughs> and then we ended up going to Elton for a kebab. <laughs> We've been driving that long. That was the only time I went to McDonald's, and that's a God's honest truth, is when I was coming back from Watford races, because it was the only place that was open. And I think it was on the, the sort of second junction along the M25 from Watford, and there's one on the junction. And me and a certain Mr. Knight used to, um, uh, let's say, refuel on the way home, because it was the only thing you could get. Everything was shut. Oh, those were the days. Those were the days. To be young and fit again. <laughs> they certainly were. So, yeah, I mean, cross-country, well, that's going to be, well, that's not going to be until next year. Now, I hear the big half has been moved um, to August, which should, which should fill the A&E beds if uh, the, virus, the virus has got back to normal. <laughs> yes, uh, even August is still a bit, uh, I, I don't know. Well, if it's back to normal, running a half marathon in August when the temperature could be like, it could be 30 degrees, couldn't it? yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's bad enough that, well, luckily enough, I didn't run that year, but a couple of years ago when London had like the hottest April for mm. like decades, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't enjoy running in a, in a half marathon in August. And of course, the first thing to look forward is, suppose, is tracks reopening, well, in theory, a few weeks, don't they? If they're all opening on time. Not sure what's happening down Sutcliffe, but um, I think the council are going to make an announcement or something like that I don't know how it's going to work yeah if it's anything like the last lockdown then uh, they'll be open about six weeks after everyone else so did Dartford open how did that open last time I can't did, 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 did um, uh, yeah I think it was club members only and I think you had to uh, you had oh, to book it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had, they, they was only allowing a certain amount of people uh, trained down there so you had to sort of book in advance but it was open for just members only I would say only people who can run under 60 seconds for a lap should be able to turn on the track if numbers are limited. <laughs> I'm stuffed. 
<laughs> and I'd do a time trial. I'd say, right, if you want to train here, you've got to run around that track in 60 seconds. Otherwise, get yourself down to Bromley. <laughs> Does it have to be every every time you go there, though? Do you have to start off with a 400 meter time trial just so that you can train afterwards? I think that'd be a good, good, good yeah. mark quality. Get rid of the <laughs> I'd give uh, 60 for men, 65 for women. That'd be, uh, that'd be the benchmark. Oh, that's, is that a hard target for women, though, 65? That seems quite quite tough to me, Dave. Yeah, well, you know, I'm all for equality. <laughs> 65, no, that's, that's all right. That's, that, that equates to a... Yeah, maybe that's a bit hard. Mm, 70, then. I'll, I'll, you've, yeah. you've gone... I've, I'll concede 70. 70 for men, 60 for men. Okay, that sounds, that sounds all right. <laughs> but you can't wear these new spikes uh, yeah it seems that that's all kicking off just when the whole road shoe thing seems to be dying down and people have got to the stage where they're almost not accepting it but uh, coming to terms with the fact that you know this is how it's kind of going to be from now on they've got the rules all set for, for them and now other brands are making their own version of of the running shoe uh nike have brought out their spikes <laughs> no one else appears to be manufacturing at the moment so no i mean the thing with spikes is on the running shoe as you say they've all got they all seem to have got a version out this summer yeah so that that levels a playing field to a degree now everyone can cheat um whereas on the track the trouble is there's not not as many manufacturers of spikes because they don't sell the volume so nike will be up there yeah and then it'll be, i reckon the next one will be probably be adidas because they're probably the second biggest make, maker of spikes i'd imagine yeah it sounds about right yeah but they're saying they, when they all wore them in the indoors and um that's why well people are running quite well weren't they yeah yeah, I, I, I don't know who was wearing the spikes. I, I only I only caught a, a bit of the talk about the spikes, so I don't really know who was wearing them. But, um, I mean, any, either way, there were some decent performances, uh, especially from, well, I think the, the, the British women, to be fair, in the distances. Well, in the, well, the women's eight, the Kelly, Keely Hodgson won, won the... That's it. Kelly <laughs> Baker was fourth, and Isabel Boffy was, was sixth as well in the finals. You know, it was really yeah. good for the... British women, as you say. Yeah, and I mean, the way she controlled the race as well from the front and then was strong enough at the end to, to hold the Polish girl off, it was, uh, it was a really good run. It was a good really run. Really good run. Yeah. Um, lots, of, lots of elbows in the, uh, in, the me- in the meeting, which I thought added to the entertainment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was uh, another British, uh, British female athlete in the distances, one the uh, did she get a bronze or a silver? I can't remember what it was now. So, uh, in in the fifteen hundred, wasn't it? it in was, the fifteen, um, yeah. Yeah, um, should know this, but name passing by. Let me just tell you who that was. Uh, was that Holly Archer? Yeah, Holly Archer. Yeah, she yes. ran. She ran well. Yeah. Um, that was a good performance. In fact, looking across all the indoor means, there was the Grand Prix series as well, wasn't it? But it seemed to be quite good, didn't it? People seem to be sort of like coiled springs, ready, desperate to race. Yeah, well, I mean, Elliot Giles, I mean, that was a standout performance of, uh, I mean, well, time-wise. Yeah, I mean, Elliot Giles was, it was a phenomenal race, phenomenal time. 
I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I couldn't believe that he'd gone, he'd gone that quick. But I mean, it wasn't just him; it was, uh, you know, some of the guys behind him as well. Didn't uh, was it Jamie Webb? Didn't he run pretty quick as well? Mm. He went to second or third on the British list or something. So, but I don't think he was wearing the the Nike spikes. So that's quite quite interesting. How much quicker could he go if he was wearing these uh, Nike spikes that Elliot Giles was running in? I mean, of course, as usual, I don't know. I've not looked into the spikes that much, but it could all be uh, convenient for marketing times, couldn't it? (laughs) Well, it's coming up to the Olympics, isn't it? So, well, hopefully it's coming up to the Olympics. I still think it's going ahead. Well, the saying on on the Olympic front that, it's going to go ahead, but they're not going to try and get any spectators. Is that what I heard? Yeah, I well, I heard no international spectators. I, I think that they might be uh, some Japanese. having some Japanese spectators. Yeah, if everything goes well. I mean, they're probably absolutely. God, they must be hacked off with it. I mean, could you imagine London 2012? You put all that preparation, you're going on about it for years and years. You get down to the event and then it's all cancelled. Then uh, you then you think, well, okay, we'll begrudgingly do it next year. Uh, and then even next year, it's got some doubt over it. You must think, oh, I've had enough of this. <laughs> Seeing as you've spent so much money on it now, you've, you've kind of got no option but to, to go through with it in some capacity. And then the, uh, was it the chair of the Olympic Committee? had to resign, was it last month? Because he's he made that gaffe about saying women talk too much and therefore um, they shouldn't be on the organising committee. So then he had, oh, to, yeah. he had to get a new one on it. Um, yeah, they must be thinking about just get this thing out of the way. Because <laughs> <laughs> they've had issues before as well, haven't they, uh, Tokyo with the Olympics? Didn't it get cancelled the last time they tried to toast it? I think I remember reading somewhere. Um You've got me there. They're not very lucky, I don't think. Mm. Yeah. The interesting about track and field, I mean, lots of things taking place without a crowd. Um, but for track and field, um, it sometimes doesn't make much difference because there isn't much of a crowd there in many other towns. So like the indoors, <laughs> uh, it, wasn't a, it, wasn't a, it wasn't really that much different I'm not sure if they played any noise of the crowd on the telly on that, but, but like watching a rugby with no crowd, it definitely makes, you know, it's not the same, is it? No, no. I, mind you, I, I do like hearing, like, uh, you know, the players talking to each other on the pitch and, you know, the coaches on the sidelines sometimes and things, but... What, in track and Yeah. Field? Oh, no, not in track, like the, the rugby. Oh, in the rugby, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, they don't swear as much in rugby, do they? In the football. The football, the reason put the crowd on because you just do effing and blinding every <laughs> thirty seconds. Talking about the indoors, do you see um, Grant Holloway break Colin Jackson's indoor uh, record? No, I haven't seen. I haven't mm-hmm. seen the race, but I I saw that it had been done. Um, and it kind of it wasn't out of the blue either, was it? He's been kind of there or thereabouts over the last month or so I think hasn't he? he's gone he's, he's run some quick times already this season so it wasn't completely out of the yeah, blue yeah he, he, he looks he's a big bloke he, he looks very powerful yeah yeah who was the other big guy that used to hurdle for American he was like his upper body was like really muscly I can't think of his name 
No, you'll have to don't come with questions, Tim. You've got to come with answers to this. Okay. <laughs> there was this news story going around a couple of weeks back. I think some academics were saying that runners should start wearing masks. Oh, really? Did you see that? No. Yeah, and it got a bit of traction, um, got a bit of coverage. And they were saying that you should wear masks because you're spreading all this um, aerosols. And it, there was, it was quite a story, the beginning of this coronavirus. But then it seemed to fade away, but it come back again, yeah. I mean, I think I find that pretty challenging. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad enough trying to run without a mask. <laughs> I know, I'm gasping for breath as it is. Um, I mean, like altitude training. Probably a yeah, cheap way of doing altitude training, to be fair. <laughs> I think there is a device that you can wear that restricts your breathing in order that you work harder or something like that. I think, I think there is. Yeah, I've also, I've also seen it where you just, um, yeah, there is a little device. I mean, you don't wear it when you're running, but you do sort of, you can set the level of, uh, you know, how much how much oxygen you you, you let in and mm, you do sort of repetitions yeah. with it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. That's been around for a few years now, I think. Yeah, you don't, you don't see much of it, but you do, it was a fat, I think a bit of a fad. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't, yeah, it didn't last very long. But I suppose the, uh, the idea behind it, you know, <laughs> sit there in your bedroom and <laughs> yeah. start breathing heavy into this mask. Yeah, I can't even stand uh, going around the supermarket, so I don't about <laughs> get all flustered go around the meat counter. <laughs> uh, Actually, so I've just got some breaking news. Mm. Johnny Miller out of Olympic marathon trials after freak injury. Freak injury? Yeah. So mid-January, he competed in a 24-mile run on snowy and icy ground and his calf muscles felt a little tight afterwards. That night, he slept in compression sleeves, but one of the sleeves rolled down slightly and left a small indent in his lower leg. He woke up a bit sore the following day, but he'd run 24 miles, so he expected it to be. Then all week, I felt something was not quite right. He did a track session on a Wednesday, and when he warmed up, he thought it didn't feel right, but again, it's marathon training and you run through niggles all the time. I know what you're going to say now, without knowing the answer. Go on. <laughs> towards the end, towards the weekend, it began to swell and was presenting like a swollen ankle. But I hadn't rolled my ankle on a run, so it was a bit strange. Okay, uh, i carry on going. Stress fracture? Uh, nope. He was diagnosed with uh, gout. Really? Yeah. He well, had an MRI scan that. and blood tests, and the problem was diagnosed as gout. That can't be related to the uh, to either of those things. Neither the compression socks or the run can it? Surely, I don't think. Isn't gout no, a deficiency a or something sh- in, the, in the strange one? Uh, gout is associated with older people who who eat rich uh, diets rich in red meats and alcohol. But Meller is only thirty four and had been teetotal all his life. The problem occurs when uric acid crystallizes in the joint and causes pain That's and it. swelling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in Mella's case, the crystals irritated the fat pad behind the Achilles tendon and damaged his uh, peroneal tendon. That is freak. That is a freaky injury. Yeah. Yeah. That. So yeah, that's a shame. But I suppose it throws the door open for someone else. I know Callum Hawkins has been pre-selected, so it would only leave two spots anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah it's interesting. I mean, as we've already mentioned, the, the transfer of these Olympics is going to be tricky as well. We've talked about that in the past. But... 
can be difficult. Yeah, they're doing it around Kew Gardens, apparently, aren't they? I'm on about the track and field ones. I don't know what's happening. Oh, the track and field ones. I oh, there's right. a date in the calendar, but... Um... Yeah, because uh, the 10, 10K uh, trials um, are actually in Birmingham now. Because um, normally they have them with the uh, Highgate, not at the 10,000 metres. They normally have... That's not happening. The, no, that's not happening this year. So it's, it's, it's going to, to Birmingham. And apparently Birmingham, they, they're incorporating the... Um, European Cup there as well right. this year. So could be a, quite a spectacle. That's June the 5th, though. So are we allowed to have spectators at all by then? <laughs> June the 21st, I think, because they're talking about doing, well, they're talking about doing an FA Cup, aren't they? The FA Cup final with some spectators. Yeah. Well, like... and of course, we're doing the European Football Championship as well, which is also. So they're planning on some, some spectators, spectators in that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, limited numbers. Just, I can't wait for everything to get back to normal, to be honest. Um, you know, it's, uh... No, I'm quite enjoying being it all, all the time. <laughs> Doing the same thing weekend. <laughs> no, it's doing your head in it. Um I think particularly for people like athletes, sports people, who that's one of the reasons why they run and train with people. And, you know, for, for, for to take all that away, for, if you'd have said a year ago, because it's, it's the year anniversary, isn't it, round about now, I think, for this corner. Yeah, yeah, when we first went into yeah. Yeah, lockdown. If you'd have yeah. said, oh, it's going to last a year, you said, no, get out. <laughs> yeah. A year, I can't survive a year. It's nuts. I mean, even before then, like even the build up towards, you know, COVID, it was kind of like when it was just still in China and it was kind of like everyone was going, oh, is it, you know, is it really as bad as what, you know, it's being made out to be? Or, you know, really in danger of catching it over here? And, you know, you have to pinch yourself, don't you? I mean, I, yeah. I, was, I was in the supermarket last night and uh, you don't even think about it now. You, you pull your mask out of your bloody pocket, you stick it on. Everyone's got it on now. There's hardly anyone not got, not wearing a mask in the supermarket. And if you'd have said a year ago that that, that is what is going to the situ- that is going to be the situation, you'd have said no. You're joking. Yeah, it's completely, completely crazy. And it's it's just become our norm now, isn't it? Like you said, like yeah, you don't even have to think about it anymore. Well, I'm everyone's got a mask in their April. pocket. 14th of April. What's going on there? Well, you can go for a pint outside of the pub. <laughs> <laughs> not inside outside I'll just be happy at the, the point where I can actually just you know go and sit in someone's back garden and sit and have a beer there with, <laughs> with them or something you know actually you know not dive excitement in the first week <laughs> <laughs> oh after our our last podcast when yeah. we spoke about the uh, equal distances for men and women in cross country oh yeah uh, it was actually told that the Kent Cross Country Leagues are going to be 8k for both senior men and women I don't know if you'd heard about that no I thought my idea was better (laughs) short course and a long course and both men and women can choose whatever they want to do 8k not sure about that yeah it's not it's not quite five miles is it I think if it had been closer Mm. to I know it's only like, you know, a few hundred metres, but just, I don't know, it doesn't really make much of a difference, to be fair. 
But well, eight k. Whether it's eight k or five miles, but it's quite yeah. short now, isn't it? Really, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think personally, I'd have preferred it if you know the women had to come up to ten k. But you know, it's not going to stop me. Not going to stop me racing them. And is I mean, when, races, I presume, is it still? Yeah, I think it's still separate races. I don't. Yeah, mm. I don't think we'll be chucked in together. So eight k, you'll be finished in. in well, don't know how long eight k taking. Depends on the course, or not. Yeah, it depends on how minutes. I suppose anywhere between yeah, thirty minutes, twenty five minutes, depending on the course. Mm. Well, I mean, I suppose the thing to do was to try it, trial it for a year, and see um, what the uptake is, what people. I think the only thing is, is that maybe because we'd be coming off the back of coronavirus, where we haven't raced across the country, I think numbers might just be up anyway because it's a chance to to go out and race again. So I don't well, think you'll sure. have Because a... I think a lot of clubs would have lost members. Well, they definitely have lost members over the last year. Yeah. And what happens, we just don't know, will people come back with great enthusiasm or will people sort of think, do you know what, I've, I've lost the thread of this, I've lost, I'm not really that bothered. I don't know. I don't know what will happen. Yeah, it's a strange one. I mean, what's, what's our membership? Being like ours. Down, lost lots of members. Yeah. 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 Lost lots of members. I mean, a lot of those will be kids who naturally come along in the summer, try the sport, join, and that hasn't happened. Yeah. Or kids who have joined and then suddenly they come into the second year and there's nothing nothing happening. So why would you join again? And a few adults who just, you know, nothing happened. So um so we'll see if we can get a lot of those back. And I think a lot of clubs will report the same. Yeah. Well, thing, it's not like it's only affecting us here. It's affecting everyone it's in general. Be, be <laughs> yeah. And you've got to be doing something really special to be able to maintain membership during these times. Well, I'm sure some of them made it free. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, that might keep it. But, uh, even if it's free. Yeah, but as you say, like you might lose interest. But, yeah, you know, exactly. It's interesting. If you're not doing anything, it's... <laughs> exactly. You know, if, if there's nothing to be run, there's nothing to be run, and why why bother running up again? So, um... Yeah, I think everyone has kind of lost their enthusiasm a bit, especially in this last lockdown. Yeah, totally understandable. Um... Yeah. I mean, because really, I mean, we, we could have set up a virtual race on Strava or something, maybe. Um, as a club, but I suppose if, if no one has the idea to do it, then it's not really the reason, it's not the reason why you join a club, though, is it? That's the whole point. I think often the reason you join a club is to run with people, race with people, yeah. And when you take that away, you know, there's loads of people who run who are not in a club and they're not bothered about being in a club because they're quite happy running on their own or just running with one friend, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, my, my favourite times with the club were when we was making our way through the leagues on the track when we went from the Southern Athletics League, Southern Men's League at the time, all the way through to the British League. They were the the, the best times for me at the club. Like I, I really enjoyed how, you know, the whole team team atmosphere and, you know, the bond that we all kind of had for those, what was it, about five years, six years? Them were the days... They were, yeah. Used to go, go to the pub afterwards. Nostalgia. Look to the, 
That's what I say. Look to the future. And I think uh, this podcast should we should do a motivational podcast and get everyone whipped up into a frenzy to get back, get back and get back uh, competing and training. And there's no better person to do that than you. So I think <laughs> you ought to bring some motivational, get a motivational, some motivational speech. speech. Yeah. Okay. This, do realise that that's going to take a little bit of planning and I, I tend not to plan. <laughs> I think we can realise <laughs> that. Of these, uh, these podcasts that we do, we're very much, uh, you know, we get on here and we just talk about whether we feel like talking about a lot of and rubbish. try and keep this as, yeah, <laughs> try and keep this as, uh, as general as we can, just like we'd be down the pub after a after a, t- a track session 10 by k off of a minute mm-hmm. i noticed you aren't drinking this evening anyway why not you've only got a drink uh anymore. no i've run out of beer unfortunately um but i do have some belgian beer coming in the next couple of days so well i haven't told you this and i'm sure everyone's interested to know that i've started making my own beer that's one have of my lockdown, yeah one of my lockdown new skills which i've developed ah uh. And if, 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 I, if I can say myself, it's pretty damn good. <laughs> You'll have to send us a sample case over here, Dave. I thought <laughs> it would be crudent in my life. I thought this is going to be a bit ropey. But it's exceeded my expectations. It's actually really good. And yeah. I've got two on the go. I'm finishing off one barrel now, which is a bitter. And I've got a golden ale. Um fermenting away in the uh, spare room though as we speak oh very good are you gonna name them Dave? i could do couldn't i I'm yeah athletic names or something <laughs> yeah that's, that's a challenge for me i think about that anyway this is not athletic related so i can see the end approaching very quickly yeah <laughs> we've got, gone gone off script here quite a bit script yeah. did someone say script <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh dear! Right, have we? I don't think we have actually got anything else to talk about, really. No, we'll 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 talk motivation next time. And that's all for this week. Thank you to everyone for listening. We'll see you again soon.